Hey guys, you're listening to episode number 10. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I can't believe we're at episode 10 already. That's kind of an exciting landmark to reach. Well, we're going to get right into it today. As I was thinking about um, what to talk about on the podcast today, I'm always really impacted by what we talk about in our inner circle call. So we just had one a couple days ago because they happen on the first and third weeks of the month primarily. And one of the things that as I'm surveying all of my girls, whether they're one-on-one coaching clients or inner circle clients, or even just girls that I interact with on social media very often, I have to say that in addition to comparison, which we talked about just a couple weeks ago, I think episode eight, if you guys want to go check that one out, one of the things that really um, is the hardest thing that a lot of these girls are going through is our, our topic for today. And I'm always, always, always researching and just in the field trying to keep my eyes and my ears open at all times as to what you guys really need to hear and what you're going with, as I always say, at going through, as I always say, because this is not just a platform for me to gab all day, but it's really something that's just free information for all of you guys who are going through things. And um, as we'll talk about today, all of us are a hot mess. No, no one is perfect. I don't care what pinnacle of success we believe that other people have reached. Everybody has stuff that they're going through. And so with that, I think that's a perfect transition to talk about how um, today our topic is the topic of self-criticism. Ooh, so I think there are chills down some people's spines that even come about right when I say the word self-criticism. And as a little extra tagline, we're going to be talking about something called imposter syndrome as well today. So let's dive right in, starting with the definition of each of those things. So first and foremost, what is self-criticism. So when I was looking this up, I was combining kind of Webster's Dictionary also along with the Megan Swanson Dictionary because I think that we all have different evaluations of what things mean to us. And here's what I came up with. So self-criticism, first and foremost, is how an individual evaluates oneself. Second of all, it is the reflection or the outward expression of a disrupted self-identity. I think that's a great definition. And third of all, um, like I've said, we have 60,000 thoughts every day plus, and we talk most often to ourselves. So as you guys can see, if we have bad thoughts within ourselves and we are choosing to self-criticize constantly, then I think that you guys could see how that's linked very, very heavily. Self-criticism is linked to anxiety, panic, fear, depression, and all these other really bad disorders. But what I really want you guys to know is that 
the reason why this is such a passion point for me, first and foremost, is because I used to be the girl who had massive, massive self-criticism problems. And as an overachiever and somebody who's a total type A personality, I'm very, very hard on myself. And what's interesting is now, obviously, um, as I've been able to accomplish some things and really work on pursuing my goals and have gotten good at pursuing my goals, it's interesting how self-criticism has changed and the narrative in my own head has changed to really becoming more like pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself. So maybe that means I need to do a whole other podcast on that probably in itself. But today I really want to help you guys with some strategies to become dependent on yourself to be the person who gets out of the self-criticism habit, right? Because really when we take a look at it, we are the person who puts ourselves the most, who put ourselves the most into the negative thought patterns, right? We listen to kind of the mean girl in our own heads. And oftentimes what I have found is that we're not so good at stopping that train and starting a new train of finding that inner nice girl, finding the inner nice dialogue where we're really proud of ourselves and we're building ourselves up. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we get into kind of the why of and the how of how we do those things, let's go over the definition of imposter syndrome. So online, imposter syndrome technically is the psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. I love this definition because I can't tell you how many times that as I'm coaching my girls, this just happened even a couple days ago, that I hear these types of symptoms that I can pinpoint towards imposter syndrome. And, you know, part of it I actually think is is a good thing because if we're feeling imposter syndrome, it actually means that we're taking action usually because imposter syndrome happens when we're met with a situation which creates a thought, as we've talked about, which creates a feeling of I don't belong here or I'm not good enough for this or all those different types of negative thoughts that really immediately parallel and compare A to B. And it's such an interesting thing and an interesting experience that, my goodness, I've experienced even in my own life because I think it's kind of like the saying, new level, new devil, to be honest. It's like, as you're achieving more, say you're trying to reach a financial benchmark or you're trying to reach a weight loss benchmark, like there literally needs to be a new thought pattern and a completely rewiring, new rewiring of your brain, I think, for every single level of success. Um, I'm reading this amazing book right now that talks about creating the mindset of uh, a millionaire and how rich people just simply think way differently than middle class or poor people. And a lot of it has to do with their expectation, their level of visibility in their own heads of what they can perceive themselves as being worthy of and also making. And that's no judgment call against people who come from different situations. I certainly did not come from even upper middle class by any means. My family lived off of their $30,000 for a, a family of five people for a long time. So I understand how that is, but that's something that I've really had to work on in my own mindset and my own success. And that I'm constantly working on is to make sure that um, even to stop that self-criticism and to stop that imposter syndrome from rising up, I have to constantly work on this, you guys. I'm constantly reading books. I'm constantly getting in the word. I'm constantly affirming myself, speaking things out loud, you know, doing different things to make sure that I'm not setting myself up for failure and disappointment by literally just like mindlessly taking this action that I know my belief 
is not even close to in terms of like what I believe within myself and how I see myself. So with those two definitions, let's dive in to a little bit of the why as to how we feel these things. And then let's move on into the how, the good part, right, of how we can eliminate these things from our lives and really start to move forward positively in the right direction to being self-compassionate, which we'll get to, which just makes you happy and makes you smile just to think of and really eliminating that imposter syndrome because you're not an imposter. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. Okay, so a couple reasons why we don't need to live in this space. First and foremost, the word imposter means fraud. It means fraudulent. It means trickster, right? And I don't think any of you guys in the pursuit of your goals and dreams are purposefully tricking anyone, right? You're not waking up every single day like, you know what, how can I hurt people today in the pursuit of my dreams? Like, especially you pageant women listening, which are obviously most of you guys, you guys are pursuing something that is hugely in your heart that some of you guys have been preparing for for 10 years, sometimes plus something that you think about all the time. You put your emotions behind it. You put your actions behind it. And this is something um, that I actually heard somewhere else that I think is amazing. One of the best ways to stop self-criticism and to stop imposter syndrome is to remember that you're in the process of serving people. Literally, when you're pursuing your goals and dreams, you're serving people. You're choosing to serve others with your intelligence, with your with your wisdom, with the knowledge that you've worked hard to obtain and to attain. And you're, you're literally giving probably your time, talent, or treasure that you've worked so hard for to make other people's lives better, to either share information, to share a talent, to share a gift, to share knowledge with other people. So why in the world would we start comparing ourselves and put a mirror right in front of our face when we're literally serving the people around us. So I hope that that helps you first and foremost. That really set me free when I heard that. I was like, oh my goodness, it's not about being perfect. It's not about comparing myself to that person or that person or that person because I am making the environment around me better. I am making the people around me better. So that's the first reason why there's no need to feel like you're an imposter when you're pursuing your goals, okay? The second reason is typically we feel self-criticism or we are self-critical and we feel like imposters because we aren't accepting of ourselves and our own subconscious minds and have a very skewed version of reality, okay? So we wake up and as millennials or whatever age you are that's listening, what do we do? 99.9% of you guys wake up and you look at your phones and you check your email or you check Facebook and you check Instagram and immediately what happens? Instead of priming your mind for success, which we talked about last week, we immediately start comparing ourselves because we're seeing swimsuit bodies and air-touched photos and you know retouched and everything used by Facetune and all these different things, especially in the pageant world, or that same girl who just won another title or the same girl who looks like she just has massive favor on her life and everything goes right for her. You know, it's very, very, very easy to show the best parts of you on Instagram. And I just want to remind you guys that, that we have to work to be on offense, to live on offense. Because oftentimes, if we're really dealing with self-criticism, it's because we're living on our back foot every day. We're letting life happen to us. So if you need some really positive strategies for how to start your day off, I encourage you to go, to li- go listen to episodes eight on comparison and nine from last week. That'll really help you to understand the STEER model, S-T-E-A-R, a little bit better and um, to understand how you can prime your mind and start your day for success so that you don't just feel like life's happening to you because I know how frustrating that can be. So the first thing is the why is because we don't accept ourselves 
as who we are, as good enough, as somebody worthy of value, as worthy of success, as worthy of the things that we're pursuing in our subconscious. And we immediately have a skewed version of reality thinking that the world is perfect. Our thoughts are telling us that the world's perfect. Everyone else is perfect. And we're just a screw up and we're never going to amount to anything. Okay. So that's a blatant lie. And when a lie is exposed, it loses its power. So we're breaking that lie over your life right now. Okay. Number three, is because this one's going to sting a little. Okay, okay, okay. We aren't taking massive, imperfect action. Okay, so when we aren't taking action, you guys, I I need to raise both hands because this is like literally still me 10% of the time. I know that because I'm a little bit of an overachiever, like I said, A-type personality, I like to be the superhero. I want to be the one who has it all together. I don't like being vulnerable in the ways that I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> I would like to be vulnerable in the ways that I want to be vulnerable. I love it, right? But I get to choose the ways that I'm vulnerable, even with you guys. Um, taking massive imperfect action. When we don't take massive imperfect action, we immediately, that comparison train, we just jump right on it, go into Timbuktu, right? Forever and ever and ever because we get disappointed with ourselves. I know that when I put the most pressure on myself, it's because I'm not living up to my own expectations. And what I've actually found out recently is that some people, you know, we all receive love differently. And one of the ways that I receive love because I'm acts of service is by actions. Like just, I I perceive the world out of actions, to be honest. And even why I love, you know, my assistant so much is because when she does tasks for me, it means the world to me. Like it literally means the world to me and I feel so loved. So that's been like a huge realization in my own life lately as to why I put so much pressure on myself is because when I don't live up to the expectations of how many actions I should be performing, it like wrecks me, y'all. Like it literally is the hardest thing. So I have to constantly stretch myself to live in this balance of not criticizing myself when I'm relaxing, right? When I'm scheduling to literally have shutdown time or to read or to recharge. And I've started implementing a day um, Mondays during the week because Sundays are so long for me to literally sit, read, learn, research, read my Bible and recharge all day. I really try to not coach on Mondays. I have one guaranteed meeting on Mondays, actually two. And other than that, I really try and keep my schedule clear. I didn't do a very good job of it this week. Um, But that's something that has really been a blessing in my life and that we have to, you guys, once you kind of figure out how you roll and what you need, which I need to do a whole podcast on that specifically, because I think knowing what you need is one of the hardest things in the entire world. And that just takes sometimes years of learning yourself, knowing yourself, self-awareness, all those things. But with all that to say, um, taking massive imperfect action is so important, specifically with the word imperfect. And um, by the way, if you're even on the fence a little bit about joining our inner circle, I highly recommend it if this is something that you're dealing with, because this was our January topic. And you can always go back and listen to the replays or purchase the replays. So feel free to comment below if you're interested in that or message us at Megan underscore Swanson on Instagram or as always at Powerhouse Pageantry on Instagram. We'll get you hooked up with that information because if you're struggling with this. It could be just because you have the fear of failure in your life or you just got some stuff going on and you're really disappointed and feel stuck within yourself because you know that you need to be taking action, but you just don't feel empowered to. In that session, I teach you really the difference between passive and massive action. And I'll show you how to start doing that um, and to get that negative thought pattern out of your head. So little side note for that. But you know, the thing that I really love about massive imperfect action the most, and this makes me laugh, because I just, I think we all need this reminder sometimes, is that if you're taking enough action, you guys, you, you literally shouldn't have time to compare yourself to other people. 
You shouldn't have time to be self-critical. You shouldn't have time to feel like an imposter. Isn't that amazing? Like, have you ever thought about that? If you actually were taking enough action in your life, even if it scared you, even if it wasn't perfect, even if you put out a new website and there was a typo on it, right? Or a new Instagram post and you had to edit your caption because you didn't format the emojis right. (laughs) I've been there a million times, right? I think so often we get so caught up in the stupid little things that we just end up paralyzing ourselves. It's like we chop off our own hands and then we expect to swim. It's like, no, it's impossible. Like God's given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness, which means normal, practical, everyday life. And so I just want this to be like as a second voice or an encouragement to you. Maybe this is the thing that you needed to hear today just to encourage you to take that action and not be afraid anymore. I promise you, like there's no better way to punch in the face that negative, like I said, mean girl in your head than just taking action anyway, right? Because oftentimes what the enemy in your head is trying to tell you to do is to be lazy because if he can keep you, if it can keep you from your purpose, keep you from your destiny, keep you from the call of God in your life, that's exactly what the enemy wants, right? So there's no better way than to speak positive words out of your mouth, which as we know, then lead to really, really positive actions, even if they're not perfect, okay? So I put a little quote in my notes, like get moving, honey, okay? And I I just want you guys to really understand that the only way to succeed is to fail. The literal only way to succeed is to fail over and over and over. Because guess what? Failure is just results. And how can we learn from results if we don't have any? How can we learn from results if we don't have any? Okay, so let's shift our mindsets together a little bit today that failure is not like I'm a failure. It just means I got some results. I need to pick them up. I need to analyze them. I need to move on. I need to try it again. Okay, try it again, try it again, try it again, try it again. That's what massive and perfect action is. Okay, so next point. Another huge reason why we deal with self-criticism and imposter syndrome is because we have a huge fear of visibility. So I've actually dealt with this recently a lot with my clients, particularly in the area of social media, but also in their speaking roles. So when girls, what I found over the years, the, the young ladies that I coach that haven't developed their platform very well, I found that it's really an internal dialogue of self-criticism of I'm afraid to fail, I'm afraid of rejection, I'm afraid that they won't call me back, I'm afraid that I'll reach out to this person and they won't want me to speak. And what they do is they connect the result that they get to their individual identity. Does that make sense? So what we need to do together is to learn how to separate our actions from our identity. And if you need help with that, you can go back to the episode um, that talks about what I do is not who I am, that those are two separate things. That episode will really, really, really help you, okay? And here's another thing that I just wanna side note that'll make you laugh. One of my favorite pastors in the entire world, she's hilarious. She is out of Atlanta. She's an incredible, incredible woman and has gotten very, very famous lately. She talks about this. You guys, as you take steps, as you take massive action, I'm just gonna be real with you, you're gonna have people who don't like you. You're gonna have people who cuss at you on your Instagram. You're gonna have people who call you fake. You're gonna have people who talk behind your back. Guess what? Welcome to leadership. Welcome to being an influencer. Welcome to being somebody who has something to say. And I just encourage you to shift your mindset and to, to say thank you every single time that that happens because people who stand for everything stand for nothing and people who stand for nothing stand for nothing, okay? It's just like a non-issue. I'd rather be an issue and stand for what I believe in and have people who are raving fans of me and you know wanna coach with me and, and are teachable and allow me to like change their lives and, and help them on this journey because that's what I'm here for. But I 
had to solidify that I knew that I was a good person with a good heart who wanted to help people, right? And dedicated my life to helping people. And when I have that solid of an identity and I've chosen that, then it's really a lot easier to silence the criticism. And it's not that it doesn't ever bother me, you guys. I've gotten cussed at. I've gotten the craziest things in my Instagram DMs that I would never post because they're so mean, right? You guys have heard how I was bullied all my life. I've, I've dealt with all that. And it was 100% yes, difficult in the time. But if we understand that thoughts produce those emotions which produce actions. And I say, you know what? I really, really want to keep taking action. If I can actually coach myself and go back and say, I'm going to choose different thoughts. I'm going to choose to think about myself, the true identity of who I am, meaning I'm here to help people. I'm a beautiful daughter of God. I have great things to offer. I I love people. I am caring and compassionate and I'm not those things that they say about me. I have to have that solidification in my own mind. I have to have already decided that within my own identity or else those things are going to continue to hurt me. And last but not least, the reason why we deal with self-criticism so badly is because I I really just believe that most people have a huge fear of failure. So we already chatted about that a little bit. Failure, I really want us to change our lingo and change our thought pattern that failure is just getting results, okay? And if we don't have results, then we can't succeed because we have nothing to work with. Um, And so I just, I want to encourage you with that. I know that's like a total shift in mindset, but specifically for people who are perfectionistic or people who have just been like really, really smart their whole lives. I've actually found that it's the hardest with people who have been super, super successful because I don't think that, like, for example, um, somebody very close to me got a 32 on their ACT on the first try, got into one of the hardest colleges in the country, you know, works in politics, like very, very, very smart. He dealt with this growing up because he got an A on everything. He would do his homework in class, you know, never really had to strive towards anything and then went to college and was like, oh, this is a bigger pond, you know? And so I think that just happens in life a lot of times uh, based off of our experience. And honestly, that's why we love hearing the stories of the underdog who had to get up again and get up again and try again and try again and try again is because we love hearing the story of the person who had to triumph over the hard thing. So don't get your don't get down on yourself if you failed. Just know that it's going to be a part of your story. And that's actually one of the most beautiful parts of what's going to allow you to speak into people's lives in the future. Okay, so let's turn the corner a little bit. And to end this podcast today, I want to give you guys some of the how, okay? So that was the why, and I feel like that was really good. Like, honestly, just I love when God kind of gives you a download of things, but that helped me. I love sometimes I'm preaching to myself when I'm even doing these podcasts because I think it's just a really good thing to remind ourselves of constantly that we we need to remember not to be so self-critical and that as we're pursuing our goals and dreams that those thoughts are going to come, but we can be empowered to turn the corner and change those things into the very things that I'm just about to tell you about okay so the how i'm going to give you guys three strategies of how you can really stop those voices in your head and start to be compassionate with yourself and uh, grow your goals and dreams and start thinking really positive about positively about your identity and who you are okay so we've mentioned the word a couple times but the first thing is really treating yourself to some self-compassion, okay? So what I want you guys to do is is from now on, every time that you have a critical thought, I want you to speak the word, even if it's under your breath, even if you feel weird, self-compassion, or even I love myself, I love who I am, okay? I want you to speak out loud that affirmation and to replace, find, and if it's not that, then think of a different I am positive statement or I love this about myself or whatever, but I want you guys to really start catching how many times a day that you're crucifying yourself in your own mind. 
mind. And I know that that's a really like vivid word, but seriously, if you have over 60,000 thoughts a day and you're mostly spending time with yourself, you can only imagine if this is a problem that you have, right? It probably is gonna be over 30,000 of those are negative per day because whatever's in abundance, whatever's over 50% is gonna be the, the main dialogue of your head, okay? So what we need to do together is to change those thoughts, which will then lead to positive emotions, lead to positive actions, lead to positive results, right? Steer, S-T-E-A-R. And so I want this to break the lie in your head that you're gonna be this way forever, that you're always gonna be depressed, that you're always gonna be afraid, that you're always gonna have fear of failure, you know, whatever. Those things are not true and we can 100% move, move, move way forward because I'm a living testimony of these types of things. I used to have tons of social anxiety and fear and I just was not outgoing. Like in high school, I was so afraid of people. Like it's just hilarious to me because now I'm like, whatever, because I just don't care what people think of me, you know, and I've really had to just release myself from that care. And so that's uh, another sub point kind of of this self-compassion is learn to release cares in your life. And even if you have to speak that out loud, I release the care of what that person thinks of me. Like just speaking over those thoughts as soon as you have them, like, no, I don't, I don't accept the spirit of comparison. I love who I am. God's created me to be unique and then say, I love my eyes, right? Or I love my nail color polish right now or whatever. Like my legs look good in these pants, like whatever. And I know it sounds really dumb, but I want you guys to literally start catching this. I'm having my inner circle right now actually tally how many times that they're saying negative things about themselves or how many times they wanted to. I'm having some of my individual clients do that too. And I'm so excited to see their results. And I'm so excited to see how it changes their world. Like, because it's not just about these thoughts. It's about the action that they're going to take after that and the way that their lives are going to change in a month, three months, six months. And I, I just get so jacked about that because I love, I live for the results of my clients, obviously. So all this to kind of encompass this, to say, pamper yourself with your love languages. So I talked a little bit about um, acts of service earlier, right? So I've had to analyze what makes me feel loved. Maybe go take the five love languages test. Um, single relationships, there's, there's different versions of it. Adults, kids, all this different all these different things. And I learned that I am quality time and acts of service, right? So if I say, hey mom, can you get me a fork <laughs> or whatever? Or somebody cooks me dinner or somebody offers to pay for my meal or somebody opens a door for me, like those things mean the world to me. And I need to surround myself positively with my friends and my family who are gonna pour into me in those ways, not expecting anything in return, okay? So you might be quality time. So making sure that you have a night a week to hang out with your girlfriends, right? To go get ice cream, to go just watch a movie, to go spend a night with your best friend and just talk, right? Just vent to each other, just hang out, fill your bucket, okay? Because you cannot pour from an empty vessel. You cannot pour from an empty vessel. And I do wanna make sure that I clarify and say, hey, please don't go looking for love in the wrong places. If you're a girl, this does not mean hop on Tinder and go on 87 different Tinder dates, okay? This does not mean just go and fill your cup with things that will make you feel a temporary kind of love, okay? We're looking for love that lasts and love, which actually it's funny because my pastor talked about this in his sermon, that there's four types of love and there's a familial love, which is like brother-sister love. And then there is a friendship love that comes long before the unconditional agape love and then beyond that, obviously, too intimacy to marriage, all that kind of stuff, okay? So 
I'm talking about familial and friendship love. And honestly, like I've just really been intentional about this in my life lately. Like last night after church, I had such an incredible night, an incredible night with some of my best friends. And that leads us to number two, making sure that you're having fun in life, okay? I'm recently coming out of a season, which is what the next um, podcast topic is going to be about, the winter season, okay, of just like dryness and just work, 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 right? And we're in our busiest season right now for pageant land because all the state competitions are coming up in May for USA and then June for um, Miss America system. Sorry, Miss USA is coming up in May and then the state competitions for Miss America are coming up in June. And it's just nuts around here, right? And that's a a blessing because my business is growing and we have this podcast and it's helping you guys and it means the world to me. But sometimes I think we can get really locked in specifically in the winter season that we just have our head down, putting one foot in front of another, just trying to get through it, right? So I want to encourage you as spring has sprung to take off that winter coat, put on a lighter jacket and go for a walk with your friend, right? Just have fun. Like the chance to be outside is going to be happening more and more and more as we go into April. Fingers crossed, hopefully, right? Because it's my birthday and I'm trying to go outside on my birthday, not be locked inside in a snowstorm. But hashtag Nebraska, who knows? But for real, you guys, make sure that you're building fun into your life, whether it's like a $5 bowling night or join the movie pass club that all of my friends, we have this like little girl group of people who love to go see movies that you can go to three movies a week for 20 bucks a month like that brings me happiness right and i've just had to study like hey what what extends that pressure relief valve in my life it's way different than what it does for other people but i have to make sure that i build it in my life like last night quality time i had seven girls over at my house for church and we literally were just laughing our heads off till like one or two in the morning and you know what i could have been agonizing over oh my gosh i'm not getting enough sleep or it's late or it's whatever but i knew that that was going to fill my cup so that i could record a podcast today two podcasts today and so i could be my best for the meetings that i had and the two clients that i had today and a very very full schedule even though, yeah, you know what? I missed an hour of sleep. It, it filled my cup so much, you guys. And I'm a better me. I'm a better coach. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better, like we talked about, servant of others operating in my calling because I do those types of things where I can let my guard down and be loose and joke and be silly and laugh till you're literally coughing because you're trying to catch your breath because your girlfriends are literally so funny like mine are. And so make sure that you're, you're a fun haver, right? Make sure that you're building that fun into your life. And last but not least, make sure that you really are clear about your goals. So I've just been talking to, to quite a few like people who aren't even my clients lately. And it honestly makes me sad just because I'm such a person who's futuristic and driven and activator of others. One of the, the saddest things I think that I've ever seen in my life is when I ask somebody a question, which I actually just did today, and they can't answer the very simple question, hey, what are your goals and dreams? And I think just life beats us down sometimes, like I said, especially in the winter season. And I just want to encourage you guys not to lose track of those goals that you're really working towards. And one way to really do that, because I I bet you're like, well, I know what my goals are, but I just feel stuck and I can't do that, right? So hopefully that massive imperfect action component that we talked about is going to help you making sure that you're not just constantly comparing yourself along the way and you've released yourself from the fear of failure. But I really want to encourage you guys to work from Z to A, okay? So say you have a monetary goal, say you have a weight loss goal, you know, like we talked about earlier, whatever that is for you, you guys are smart, okay? You're intelligent people. You you have wisdom, okay? I want you to literally back up and to create as many steps as humanly possible 
to where you could figure out and allow God to speak to your heart about, okay, what's my step one, okay? Like before you freak out over, I don't know Lightroom presets and I don't have a professional photographer taking pictures of me all the time and I don't know what to say in my Instagram stories, how about we just practice, if you're posting once a week right now, how about we increase that to four posts a week? And you know what? Even if they are selfies, let's ask ask yourself what you can control. Okay, what story can I tell people? Can I read a chapter of a leadership book and share what I learned in the captions, right? You know what? It might be a selfie for all four days. But if you believe that you're cute and you're like, I'm gonna get the best angle and the best light that I can, I'm about to put the best filter on this that I can, then who cares, right? You're still gonna be getting results and moving towards your goals and dreams. And I can't tell you like how much that was such a light bulb in my life when I realized that I, I didn't need to worry about all this stupid stuff, the, the extraneous perfect details. It didn't need to be up to this giant standard that I was setting for myself. Because 99.9% of the time, other people are not going to realize those minor hiccups. You are the one who sits with your goals and dreams so often that you're able to catch them because you're literally staring at your life under a magnifying glass, okay? So just start taking those next steps, whatever God's speaking to you about that you know that you already need to do. Maybe it's starting a YouTube channel. Maybe it's filming your first video. Maybe it's just practicing editing other things. Maybe it's watching YouTube videos to learn how to do makeup or how to be an Instagram influencer or investing, you know, $20 or $50 or $97 in the education of yourself or a new community like the inner circle or something like that, right? Buying an ebook, reading, like set aside time for yourself, setting aside time for yourself to do the things that you want to do, right? Let's stack self-compassion, having fun, and making sure that you're a goal getter and making sure that that plan is as clear as day, okay? Because if you can't visualize it, you will never achieve it. Why do I believe I didn't win Miss America? Because if I was honest with myself when I was competing, I couldn't visualize myself operating in the role of Miss America. Why do I think I won Miss Nebraska? Because I 150 million percent in my mind was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And so therefore, when I had that result in my mind, okay, again, the steer model, back up to action, all of my actions were in alignment with this matters the most to me. I'm gonna go get this goal. I'm gonna eliminate distractions from my life. I'm gonna eliminate some relationships that are toxic. I'm gonna eliminate activities that aren't serving me. I'm gonna get enough sleep. I'm gonna work on my interview questions, right? I'm gonna fix my emotional health. I'm gonna think better thoughts. And it's because I actually could visualize that result, okay? So just want to encourage you today that if you're trying to attract something bigger in your life, go get bigger yourself, okay? So expand your mind, get a bigger mind, get a bigger framework for your identity, for who you believe to be. Get a bigger mindset about, hey, I can lose this weight, like I said, or get an A in this class, or I can speak in front of an audience. Expand the inside, you guys, and I promise you that you're, when you do that and you change those thoughts and your emotions and your actions and your results will change. So I hope that this helped you guys. It, man, it helped me today, seriously, um, with talking about self-criticism and the imposter syndrome. And I really hope that you guys will take this and learn to have self-compassion on the inside for yourselves. Treat yourself, treat yourself, Parks and Rec, anyone, to some affirmations. Make sure that you're a fun haver and make sure that you're a go-getter. And I can't wait to share with you guys getting out of the winter season for next week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you listen to the outro. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. 
head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.